This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program, the Date Day Edition, because it's Thursday. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is, as I hope you know by now, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, life questions. And on Thursday, ladies, it's a day that we gear primarily to you. However, most of the time it's men who call. But whatever is on your heart, you can call us at 210 340 9585. That's 340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And if you're driving in your car, especially on a wet, cold dangerous day like today, the safest way to do so is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Everything can be hands-free. Just hit one button. Call now at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sweetie. It's been two weeks since you've been here. Really? Yeah, you Where missed, was I? You missed last Thursday. Yeah, you guys, were, you guys were at the men's retreat. Yeah, we had a great time at the men's retreat. That yeah. was... You know, it was for, for Calvary Chapel Northwest, mm-hmm. a church that we planted, and mm-hmm. to see the the guys again, mm-hmm. it, it was just really, really a good time. We were going to do the program from there, yeah. but technical difficulties sort of messed us up again, but, but it was really good. It wasn't worth not being with you on the show, but it was almost good enough. Yeah, I, I was kind of upset that there was no show. Um, you know, I have my friends that I go out with on a, on Friday, and so I was expecting the show not only Thursday, but Friday as well, especially Friday, because that's the day when uh, the guys out there get to say, hi, Mama Paula, we we love you. And I was like, I was home ready, ready and waiting for that. And it didn't happen. So I, I, I was double bummed. So it wasn't <laughs> the regular date day because you left me around 3.30. Yeah, and, and, you know, nearly all the guys were really looking forward to the show. They wanted to be there yeah. and had questions. We yeah. had a really good Q&A session mm-hmm. just prior to mm-hmm. uh, the 4 o'clock hour. Yeah. And yet we just couldn't do it. I know. But I tell you what, this was, of all the retreats you've ever been to, all of them, this was the cutest you were when you came home. <laughs> you were just like little chatty Kathy, like like... I wanted to hear all about it, and you were making sure I heard all about it. Sometimes you come home and you're just so tired that you're just not, and you're still processing so much of it that you don't, you know, you're, you're like, I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Not this time. 
It was so cute. I loved it. You were excited. You know, it's an interesting dynamic because when I go to retreats, most of them are the ones that we're doing. Yes. And I'm like working the whole time. Mm-hmm. I, there's no, this, this I just talked mm-hmm. and got to hang out. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really a, a, a good, good time. Yeah. And you went, went to bed at a reasonable hour, right? Well, yes, I did, but <laughs> it was strange bed and you weren't there. So I didn't do, I didn't do very well. <laughs> but you're cute. Yeah, you just really enjoyed yourself. And, you know, it's a, a relatively small church. Um, it's new. A church plant a little over a year, mm-hmm. year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the guys were really excited and were excited to see their founding pastor, you know, and got to see you again. So that was that was fun and that they are so excited. You know, they're in those in that beginning stages where everything's new and exciting. And that's got to be fun. And that's mm-hmm. that's what the Lord says, that that the newness keeps the older of us um, energized. And that's what happened. You came home energized. Yeah, and I'm, I'm praying. There's some men there that we got to meet for the first time. Okay. Stephen and Jay, I'm, if you're listening, I don't know that you ever listen to the program, but we've been praying for you and, and uh, praying that all is well. So, mm-hmm. And you told uh, me about a Fred yeah. or a Freddy. Yeah, and a Freddy mm-hmm. who was there and mm-hmm. some others. So mm-hmm. it was a good, good thing. Yeah, good. So anyway, so today... Ron, you, as you well know, we were at a location where they just were blasting all the news the whole time. And, <sighs> you know, with each minute, uh, we were getting a little more angry, you know, a little frustrated. And so I could really understand why even Christians, um, if they listen to too much of that stuff, would would kind of go off. But So for me, I drop you off here at the office, and I get to go home for about an hour, which is my revival time. (laughs) 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 And um, so it's really a really good thing. And so I was looking at 2 Corinthians 5, where it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, the new is here. And all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Let me just say what I'm thinking on this part. Because the old Paula would have either said to the gentleman in the place, can you please, it's his home, you know, it's his place. Would you please turn this mess off and or stop trying to get me engaged in the stuff. But the new Paula just was very (laughs) quiet. And the new Paula knew that as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to reboot. But the whole time, uh, keeping my mind on Christ. Um, And so let me go on because it says, you want to you want to well, interject? I, let, let me just, just for the audience, so they have a little background. <laughs> what they were playing wasn't news; it was the impeachment hearings. Yeah, and uh, I, I just kept shaking my head, thinking, "This is not the, the government that I learned about growing up. What has happened?" Mm-hmm. And and I got to the place where I had to just kind of put my head on my chest mm-hmm. and get it all out. I know. Now I'm pretty good at doing that. Yeah, but I was able to do that. But it was the most frustrating, aggravating thing. And all I could think about was for the last full year, and and maybe a little bit beyond. It's that, been beyond more. Beyond that's that. that's what um, our our world, and sadly, so much of the church world has been engrossed in. Mm-hmm. And and truly, Paula, they, they've lost their focus on Jesus. It's so embarrassing. It's, it was totally embarrassing and just shameful. Anyway, 
But the old is gone, the new is here, and all this is from God. And I'm talking to Christians now. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And yet there's so much division. We've, we've lost our way. And so um, God was reconciling him, the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against him. So we need to get to that place where we can say, you know what? There's two sides. They're both wrong. Somebody's lying. Probably everybody's lying. Um, but, and I will get to Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 in a little bit. Um, but the Lord has committed to us the message of reconciliation. That's why Paula didn't need, the old Paula didn't need to talk at that place because um, it wasn't it wasn't good and he couldn't listen anyway. He wasn't going to hear. Anyway, we are there for Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And so, Christian or non, I'm imploring you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God because God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God and you're not seeing much righteousness as you're even watching what's going on in the impeachment when they would show, you know, the little clips and videos and stuff. And though some Christians may not have been there actually in the actions, they were rallying behind them saying, yeah, you go get them. Yeah, you. Well, yeah, you. yeah and, and actually, Paula, there, so were a lot embarrassing. Of, there were a lot of Christians there, some friends of, of ours who were there uh, actively filming it. And, and, and again, their churches have turned um, so political that Jesus somehow gets lost in the process. And I mentioned on this program uh, some time ago that the result is um, um, after the inauguration, um, they're left with nothing and they're left with, with no hope. And they just get angrier and angrier and angrier. And uh, the tragedy is that, that we so easily get distracted from the main thing. Jesus is it. There's no other hope. And yet we convinced ourselves that, that our, our Messiah was a political candidate or, or that the Savior of the world or the, the one who controlled things, um, we were going to be lost. And uh, unfortunately, um, th- th- there's sort of a hangover a spiritual hangover as a result of of uh, having our hope in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah. So, in my revival time, this is where the Lord led me. For to us Christians, a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, There will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. And for me, that's a, (sighs) this is not my home. This is not where we're going to, it ends. And God, whose side we're to be on, um, will reign forever and ever. And I'm just very, very thankful for that. You know, Paula, next Wednesday night, uh, I'm, I'm doing a, a Bible study in the end of Genesis 35 and through verse chapter 36. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we deal with in that chapter is the deaths of, of uh, Deborah, mm-hmm. um, 
Jacob's nurse, a woman as old as 165 years before yeah. she died, but but also Rachel, his beloved wife, mm-hmm. the one woman who had his heart, and then uh, the Holy Spirit. Although he died earlier, the Holy Spirit brings uh, Isaac, his father, into that narrative. Mm-hmm. And I think what God is trying to do there, and I hope, at least as I was looking at this passage yesterday, um, the Lord was telling me, just be sure to let people know that if they're hurting, if they're grieving, that they need to hear this Bible study and there will be a, um, a, a sort of a, a opportunity to heal. Um, not that we ever get over grieving, but uh, I think what God uses loss for and and I want to put this in the context of our conversation about all the political junk that's been going on in this this really sad political trajectory that even much of the church has had. Um, I think God uses all that to help our hearts long even more so for heaven. Yeah. You know, it's sort of a ripping away the world from us so that we can truly see that this isn't our home, that mm-hmm. there is no uh, destination that's going to bring us peace. You know, it doesn't matter who's in the White House or who's controlling the Congress. Um, if our focus is not on Christ, everything is going to fall away. And as we watch what's happening uh, in this country, um, the truth is, I, I, I'm finding myself saying, Jesus, come quickly. I know. Come quickly. Yeah. And and if, if please God come quickly, <laughs> and and I think that's the point. When yeah. we deal with loss, mm-hmm. heaven gets more and more real. Mm-hmm. When we have people there that we're going to be reunited with, yeah. uh, and when we see the things that we put our hope in, in this world sort of blow apart, um, I think that increases our hunger for heaven as well. I pray that's the case. Instead of just a hunger for vengeance. And now, I gave you an intro as wide as an I alley. I know. I didn't that. want to go there. So, I heard you. I heard it when you said, come quickly, Lord Jesus. So go because, ahead. Yes. Well, I was going to do that second half, but that's okay. Thank you for the introduction. Um, we are going to have a women's retreat May uh, 6th through the 8th. 8th. That's right. May 6th. It's all brand new, you know. And so my mind is, but at Alto Frio, our old location, and the theme is, he's coming soon, <laughs> you know. And and before May 6th would be good that he would, he would come on back. But we just found out, um, as you had gone to the retreat we were talking about at the top of the show, um, to Alto Frio, it's in a non-mask county. And for the entire pandemic time, which is almost a year now, yeah, it's about right mm-hmm. this time, huh? Next month. Uh-huh. They have not worn masks at all. They, they've only had two cases. And they've only had two cases. In Uvalde County. Pretty cool. So anybody in every, I should say, any woman, every woman is invited to join us. You better, you've got to uh, register right away. We're going to start registering here Sunday. Um, and so if you want to go, let us know. Um you can wear a mask if you want to, but you're not required to. And um, he's coming soon. He's coming soon. And and Pastor Ron talking about um, people who've lost loved ones and or who are very, very afraid because we pray for the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, confused, fearful, 
Um, and, and I always add, and bring some healthy ones too, Lord, because we need them to help um, with those who are really, really struggling. You're invited to join us because um, getting away from it all, you won't have TV and you won't have um, just the stress of this world for a couple of days. You'll be able to get away and sit at the Lord's feet. And, he, and hear from the one who's coming soon. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Mercedes Miller is going to be your guest. Yes. And she was our, our guest speaker last year. And if anybody remembers, last year before our retreat, uh, you know, she's from Cuba. And her, she had some unfortunate events happen in her life early. And somebody on purpose destroyed all of her legal documents. And so we didn't know if she was going to make it to our <laughs> retreat last year or not. And I told her, I said, all this pandemic stuff was all your fault. Because the Lord said, no, you got to stay in the United States. Well, she's still here. And we are thrilled that she is. And she has agreed to come and do our retreat once again. So for those of you who prayed for Mercedes to still be here, she is. And we're very grateful. So anyway, he's coming soon. So, um. From Revelation 22, throughout the whole chapter, but the theme verse we've chosen is Revelation 22:20. 20. He says, I am coming soon. And so, he's coming soon. So, you know, if you're not saved, get saved. Because <laughs> once he's here, it's too late. Yeah. And so, as Christ's ambassador, I say, be reconciled to God. You know, Paula, last year you were able to have your retreat. It was the week you came home from it that everything shut down. That's right. And our our retreat as men was canceled. Um, we, we th- This year the same retreat center that we have been going to mm-hmm. canceled us again. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they were so restrictive that it made no sense. Yeah. And so we just thought, oh, man, we're going to miss the women's retreat. I don't want to miss another men's retreat. Mm-hmm. So now that I know that Alto Frio is open, I think it will be a good thing. But... Yeah. Um, um, it, it, it was more refreshing. Uh, again, I just came back from there um, just to get in the world. Uh, the, the, the guy who drives me up there, we stopped to get him a, a, a Subway sandwich and uh, went into a store. We're the only ones wearing masks. Mm-hmm. I said to the guy behind the counter, I said, well, well, nobody's wearing masks. He was, this is a maskless county. And it was like, free at last, free at last. <laughs> Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. But it was just such a refreshing time to get away from the media, to get away from uh, the constant bickering and conversation about which political party is which. And mm-hmm. and it was just some time to focus on Jesus. And ladies, even if you're not aware how badly you need that, I know you need it. So Calvary Chapel is not the church home for overwhelming the majority mm-hmm. of our listeners. But uh, if you need a break... You are more than invited to go with us. They've got a lot of room up there. They've mm-hmm. got nobody else up there, so we've got the whole place to ourselves. Yeah. And uh, we would love to have you, and you won't have any problem with feeling like a stranger after about the first minute oh, yeah. or so. Oh, yeah, for sure. Anyway, so please consider. I don't even know if it's one of those things you need to pray about other than, you know, getting the time off from work, um, making provision for it, you know. A babysitter, which is really your husband, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least that's what we tell the men here at yeah. Calvary Chapel. Yeah, your kids too. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Step up, man. Anyway, so 
we need revival, Pastor Ron. We need revival because our focus has been so earthly and it's and Jesus has become so small when all this other stuff has become so big that um we need revival. And so, you know, looking at uh, Genesis 35, the study from just last night, great segue into this one, right? <laughs> um where you said from J. Vernon McGee, revival. Draw a circle on the floor and let revival start in this circle. And after you stand in it. Yeah, after you stand <laughs> in it. I, when I draw a circle, I'm, yeah, I'm there. So, yeah, um, Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it if I stay in the circle and let him revive me. And, you know, like I said, after dropping you off here at the studio and I go home for my revival time. God is good. And we can be revived every single day. Um, You were talking about Jacob and his half-hearted obedience, which really is disobedience. And I was asking you today, did he know that he was in disobedience? And as I was asking the question, I was answering my own question because the Lord had told him to go to Bethel and he wasn't there. And so... He had to know, and then watching his family just, they could have been the ones at the Capitol, you know, because they were murderous terrorists. Um, and, I mean, they followed through on their threat, their threats about, um, first they lied and set the people up, but um, yeah, it was, it was tough. premeditated terrorism yeah, for sure. Yeah, and just to think, you know, if you try to picture that in your head, those men couldn't defend themselves at all, you know, it just just horrible. And that's where our world is. But anyway, this is about personal revival. We've got to separate from the things of the world. And you were talking about refocus and, and refocus and our words kind of get me. And so, you know, been reboot for the longest time and now resolve to reboot and refocus doing things God's way. So um, just... Lord, help me to refocus. Help me not to get drawn into all this stuff. Help me to remember that you are coming soon. Help me to remember that I just need to be with Jesus all the time because I'm new in Christ, Lord. I can respond in the spirit, not in the flesh. And It's just a a really, really wonderful thing to think of that I can have personal revival every day. And that's what you said before we left. You know, if you've been doing things your own way, how is that working for you, basically? Um, And you can be revived before you leave last night. And I said, Lord, you know what? Your mercies are new every morning. But I want to be revived right now, even before I go home. And um, it's it's a never-ending struggle because God said, your name will no longer be Jacob, it'll be Israel. But every once in a while... God would say, hey, "Yo, Jacob," <laughs> and and he and see that that's an interesting point because Jacob didn't have the Holy Spirit living in him like you do and like I do, and so uh, when when God spoke to Jacob either in a dream or spoke to him um, audibly, um, Jacob knew where he stood 
by the by the greeting. Mm-hmm. Good morning, Israel. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. I'm governed by God. Mm-hmm. Jacob, time to get up. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. he knew in the same mm-hmm. way because the Spirit lives in us. We know when we're with God and we know when we're walking in disobedience. And, and I, I think like Jacob, we'll talk more about Jacob's personal circumstances on the other side of the break, Paula. But I think um, um, we know um, when we're away from the Lord, and we we sometimes rationalize. Well, I'm I'm sort of obedient, but partial disobedience is complete disobedience mm-hmm. when it comes to our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And Jacob wasted a lot of time, and that's what I see so many Christians wasting the time that we have here, uh, because in in as humans we just feel like there's plenty of time. Um, I'll get right with God later, kind of thing. And it just leads to more and more pain and more and more frustration. Yeah. The sweetest thing is, no matter how fast or how far we run from God, when we resolve to turn around, he's right there. He's like, I was waiting for you to turn around, you know. And how many times, again, Jacob, Israel, Jacob, Israel, Jacob, Israel, um, God is patient. I think that's, you know, I love his forgiveness. That's my favorite thing. Um, but sometimes when I'm praying, I'm like, Lord, I'm so thankful you're patient with me because, you know, 68 years old, been saved, what, 43 years or whatever. What is it? <laughs> Longer than it should be, you know, that 43. I, 43. And that's just so sad. Um, but thank you, Lord, for your patience and your love for me and Paula and Precious. <laughs> Precious is good. Paula. Mm. The phones have been quiet. We'd love your calls. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand Up for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. We'll be back in two minutes. back to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome welcome back to the second half of our date day show 340-9585 you know paul in some churches while the the pastor is preaching there's music in the background and mm-hmm. and there's some when you were talking before the end of the break mm-hmm. That turned God turning around and God is right there waiting for you mm-hmm. as He was with Jacob. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking, oh man, this has been a perfect spot to have Jocelyn and Lane and Paula in here, and they could sing that song, that new song that we did. God's goodness is running after me. God's goodness is running after. He's running after me. I know. I love that song. Yep. Yeah, see, it's the first time I've heard it. I can't mm-hmm. get it out of my mind yeah. and heart. But that's such a wonderful picture, yeah. and that's what God did with Jacob. Jacob has squandered more than 30 years in disobedience. Um, His family um, has been um, uh, destroyed, really, by the bad example that he set. They've they've entered into the worst kind of possible sin. Uh, A daughter, a sister for for the brothers, has been um, defiled sexually. Uh, And Jacob is thinking, "Well, well, I'm saved, 
um, I wrestled with God and he won, so I ended up winning. But why is this still happening? And he realized that he'd been disobedient. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point where uh, Jacob kind of drew a line in the sand and said to his family, no more. We're, we're going to follow God. We're going to do it his way on his terms. And that was the personal revival mm -hmm. that Jacob experienced. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the result of any personal revival is that Jesus is pleased. He's right there with his goodness running after you. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that we have to learn is that it's a good thing when we get caught by God's goodness. Yeah. We're running away because we want to do our own thing. Mm -hmm. But when we just slow down just enough to say, okay, Jesus, things aren't working out the way I want them to, mm -hmm. his goodness overwhelms us. Yeah. He doesn't scold you. He doesn't put us on probation. Mm -hmm. um, he, he doesn't say, okay, one more thing and I'm done with yeah. you. I'm getting on my last nerve. It, he was just right there. <laughs> and yeah. um, uh, he, he is just so very, very good to us. Yeah. Let's take a phone call, Paula, while we're waiting. We've got Lucy from Universal City on line one. I know which Lucy this is. You, you are on the air. Mm -hmm. I'm her twin sister. Well, I think I already are, know what she's going to ask. You are absolutely right. It's the right kind of Lucy calling. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hi, Lucy. Hi there. I have a silly question. It's not uh, anything really major, but as this weather just gets uh, worse and worse uh, approaching us, it occurs to me to ask, what kind of weather did Jesus have to deal with during his lifetime on earth? And, uh, of course, he's still here with us, but um, can you shed any light on the, what the Bible might say about different kinds of weather? Well, I, I can only a little bit, Lucy, because the Bible doesn't really talk about the weather except as it relates to the storms that would suddenly come up. The, the Sea of Galilee is famous for those furious storms that, that, that seemingly come out of nowhere. The, the, the clouds come down over the mountains and create sort of an uh, um, 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 inverted vortex and, and things just go crazy. But uh, I think Jerusalem, by and large, has a fairly moderate climate most of the year. Um, but like everything else, there's snow in some places. Uh, probably their climate's not a lot different than, than ours in San Antonio. But I'm not a big traveler, so I really don't know. Paula, you haven't been to Jerusalem either. Mm -mm. We've tried a couple times, but it just got canceled both, both trips. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our producer says Israel's more like California. Okay, then. So, Miles, that means high taxes? Is it is it California <laughs> in the valleys? Southern California, Southern mm -hmm. California. So not a whole lot mm -hmm. of snow or anything well, like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, Mount Hermon and some high places, oh. there's always going to be snow on the okay. on the caps. But I think for the most part, um, you know, California so rarely gets plunged into bitter cold weather. But sometimes it happens. We we lived in Phoenix and there was snow. Yeah, that's and uh, in Palm, Palm Desert, there was snow. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I think... Lucy, that Jesus is really happy now that he's not bothered by the weather at all. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wanted to also say I'm so happy about the retreat, the women's retreat. Um, Praise I the Lord. am looking. I'm looking at it uh, in a whole new perspective. I used to take my little scooter to the retreat because it was hard for me to walk around, but this. I'm going without my scooter. 
Hey, Lucy, can can I share your story a little bit with with people, or would you like to do it? Certainly. No, I would like the way you tell it. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy and her husband, uh, we call him Senor Aron. He used to teach Spanish here Mm -hmm. at the academy. Now he's a Spanish teacher in the public school system. Uh, They've been on quite an adventure over the last couple of years. Uh, Lucy, who was immensely overweight, Um, We loved her with all of our heart. We prayed and prayed and prayed. And um, the Lord did something in her heart a couple of years ago. And in the last two years, Lucy has lost uh, in excess of 200 pounds. About about there. Yeah. And um, to to see uh, the change, Lucy, and to know that that you just bought 20 more years uh, is, is one of the greatest things ever. And for you to be going to a women's retreat and able to get around, what a blessing that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your faithfulness, Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. She's Amen. The God bless you. We love you. Thank you, love Lucy. You God bless you. Bye, sweetie. Let's go to Jimmy on line two. Jimmy, thanks for holding your on the air. Hello. Hi, Jimmy. We have high Texas. Hi. We have high Texas in Texas. We have what, baby? Oh, high high taxes. taxes. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, high, that's why they name it Texas. High Texas. <laughs> Not like uh, California. I know, I know, because my wife's from California, Oceanside. Yep. I know how it is. Oh, yeah. That's where we vacation every year. You know that. Yes, sir. Um, I love what? it there. But I won't live there. <laughs> it's too expensive. But it was, I was going to tell you... Um, my friend, he told me that I don't have the fruits of the Spirit because the scriptures that I share sometimes, like, um, and he says, I don't have the fruits of the Spirit. And I said, yes, I do, because I want to share everything. I'm not just going to share good, 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 uh, good, good scriptures. I'm going to share everything that I have learned. And I'm learning from a pastor who preaches from Genesis to Revelation. And I'm going to share everything I learned. Like what you taught on First Corinthians, and and you know, um, so he says, well, that just scares people when you tell them that he's not going to inherit the kingdom of God. I said, you know what, dude? I, I, that's just a warning from God, and He tells us because He loves us. He's just telling us who is not going to inherit the kingdom of God because because. Um, you know, he's not going to, you know, he, he, that's he's just trying to warn us, tell us, because he loves us, and he just wants us to repent of those sins. Now, I mean, he's not, you know, if, he, but if people don't repent of those sins, and, and they just want to continue living those lives, then then they can't inherit the kingdom of God. And it's plain and simple. It's plain and simple. It's written in black and white. He says, yeah, but you, you, you're not, you're not, you're just, you seem like you're condemning them. I said, I'm condemning nobody. You know, it speaks to me, and I'm, you know, for a Christian who is saved, I love to hear that word of God. I like to hear everything. You know. Yeah, you know, Jimmy, so, that's that's like the guy who came to me one time after a, 
a Bible study. Uh, we did we did a worship song uh, from Psalm 51, uh, where in the lyric it says, "Take not thy Holy Spirit from me." And after the service, he came up to me and he said, "Pastor Ron, your worship team is serving is is uh, singing unbiblical songs." And I said, "What do you mean unbiblical songs?" He said, "Well, they said take not thy Holy Spirit from me in the lyric of the song, and and the Spirit will never leave us or forsake us. So that's unbiblical." And I said, do you know where those lyrics come from? And he said, no. I said, word for word, Psalm 51. Open your Bible. How can it be unbiblical if it's biblical? In the same way, when somebody tells you that you're not demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit, when you're telling somebody, if you live like this, you will not inherit the kingdom of God, what they're saying, Jimmy, is that when Paul wrote those warnings, he wasn't demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit. And, um, you know, those those are silly and... Um, almost sophomoric objections to uh, or coming from people who simply don't want to be reminded that Jesus is boss. So you don't want to be confused with the facts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, Jimmy, sometimes we need to tell people, look, uh, God loves you so much. He doesn't want to imagine heaven without you. So he tells you the truth and telling the truth in love. Oh, wait a minute. That's a fruit of the spirit. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I've been accused of being too direct too, Jimmy, so at least we're we're in this thing together. Jimmy, thank you for calling. I appreciate it very, very much. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Let's go to line three. We've got Jeff from San Antonio. Jeff, thanks for holding. You're on the air and I know you didn't t- come to talk to me. Paula is there oh, for you. Go ahead. Oh, 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 oh wait. Is is this real life or is it a fantasy? Is this real? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you you know, this is the only hour like this hour on radio on the planet right now. There's no other hour like this hour. It's such a great hour. <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Oh, thanks. <laughs> What's up, Jeff? Well. I miss your face. Uh, Let me say this. I miss your face, man. You know what? I miss your face. And I wonder if your little, if your little, your little, um, there got you still got the little blonde action going on on top or orange or have you done anything different with your hair since i saw you last i got all three of them going man i got some you blonde got i got i got a lot of gray and a little red still oh but i might fix good. it <laughs> she's, might, she's gonna fix, fix it. it she said she's gonna fix it you don't think that, you know what pastor ron said yesterday he said i say some dumb things now and then and I've never heard him say anything dumb on the radio before. So I have to ask you, does does he say some dumb things now and then? I mean, I can't believe that. I, I would of all the people that I that, that I trust, I mean, uh-huh. this Pastor Ron, you know. Yeah, I trust him too. <laughs> okay, whether he says a dumb thing or not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I'm honoring him right now by just <laughs> okay. saying he's a smart guy. <laughs> Amen. Jeff, anybody anybody that's got a microphone in their face says some dumb things, misspeak, uh, errors. Um, and, and there have been some times when I have said something that as soon as it was out of my mouth, I thought, oh, I shouldn't have said it like that. So, um, yeah. But, you know, people, the, the people love me. They give yeah. me grace. And Paula, Paula still hangs out with me, so I'm okay. Yeah, I do. That's hey, right. You know, the you, thing know is, you know I'm just playing. Yeah, I know, I know it, yeah. But, you know, I think as Paul said, not many of you should seek to be teachers because if we could control, that was James, never mind, James. James said, if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. 
we're not going to mm. be perfect to it with Jesus. We're going to say something stupid, inappropriate, hurtful, you know, at one time or another. And that's why the Lord gives us that opportunity to say, you know, when I said this or did this, I'm so sorry. Mm. You know, Jeff, Jeff one other thought. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jeff. No, you were just talking about sanctification yesterday, too. Yep. Which is, you know, yep. uh, along the lines of where Mama Paula's going right now. But, yeah. Yo, I have a question for you. Since, you know, since we've got the, the Hallmark, uh, Hershey, FTD holiday coming up, and you've got the marriage conference next weekend and all that, I, I was wondering, um, you know, as as Christian couples, how far should we extend our, like, circle of relationship to other couples, like in terms of maybe accountability? Now, I know in the ministry circles it's a little different you have to be really close with the with the with the couples that you work with um but as a let's just say a ministry couple that's just kind of like maybe like us it's just we're volunteers and things should we be looking for other couples not necessarily to fellowship with but to but to share with and have some time together you know you know what i'm talking about i'm sure you do yeah, Jeff, I think I do. And, and you know, the, 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 the neat thing about being with other believers is that um, it is fellowship. When you're sharing with people, mm-hmm. when you're sitting down, um, you know, when it's men iron sharpening iron or couples um, um, sort of uh, rubbing off the rough edges, uh, that is what, that's what fellowship is supposed to be about. Fellowship isn't just hanging out, doing nothing. Fellowship is keeping Jesus at the center. And I think that's not only a healthy thing, but but I think it is one of those things that that sort of unleashes the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now you've heard me say this before, Jeff. I'm not a big fan of of accountability discipleship. Whenever people come mm-hmm. to me and ask me to hold them accountable, I always respond with, "Oh, oh I'm going to lose another friend." And mm. uh, I I never I I try never to speak in anybody's life that has invited me there. Mm-hmm. On this radio program, people tuning in, they're inviting me there. On the When they come to church here, they're inviting me there. But on a one-on-one basis or several couples together basis, um, you know, if we go hang out with people, it's not to, 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 well, let's hear from Pastor Ron and Paula tonight. It's not that at all. Um, uh, I just, uh, I really think it's important that we set an example um, and, and that we make ourselves available for anybody who wants to come. But um, doing it under the context of fellowship, uh, making sure Jesus is the center, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will actually work uh, to knit people's hearts together and help people to get right with God who are straying a little bit. Paula, do you want to add anything to that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, Jeff, we were, uh, Ron and I had a ministry a couple of years ago, and it wasn't really a ministry that we started, but other pastors and their wives would call us and want to come to our home and stay with us. And sometimes more than a week, um, while Ron still had to do the duties he has here at the office and me with my teaching and still counseling load and stuff like that, but they wanted to, I think, really see if we are who we really are 24-7. And what they were told is that they were not to um, associate really, and have fellowship with those in their body. And mm. the first night when one couple uh, came, we had a whole family 
them and their four children all come over to our house. It was already pre-planned, and these other people made their arrangements to come. It just so happened that same night, and they were, like, blown away. You mean you have people from your church come to your home? Yeah, and they call you they call you Mama Paula and Pastor Papa Ron and Grandma and stuff? Yeah, they were taught that they weren't supposed to do that. And we're like, well, how do you get to... Your church body is supposed to be a family. It's not necessarily a a formal um, fellowship. It's just family. They brought chicken nuggets and, you know, we had blueberries and carrots. And we just, it was kind of like a, it was just normal, Jeff. So it's not like a big, we're going to have a fellowship tonight. You know, that, not that kind of thing. Just family. Well, like Pastor Ron was saying yesterday, you know, if you want to see the real church, look at Acts 2. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I, when he's talking about breaking bread together, I don't think he's just talking about communion, is he? Saying, no, that that was a part of it, but but you're right. It was it was the fellowship around food as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, no matter what I we're love, doing. No matter what go we're ahead, doing. Jeff, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. No you, matter what. You, you. Okay, okay. No matter what we are doing, no whether matter what it's, you're doing, mm-hmm, right? Jesus is always with us, because you know, Pastor Ron, just be with Jesus. <laughs> So no matter what we're doing, whether we're um, watching a basketball game or football or we're at a restaurant somewhere, it's always, Jesus is always the center. I mean, we can have fun and not have to have a Bible study all the time, but as we just talk, Jesus is in the room with us and he always seems to come out. Now, he's not a Spurs fan, let me tell you. But he's not anybody else's. He's not anybody else's fan either. He just loves all people. So, if if you know if your team wins, Jesus is happy for you, and he's sad for Amen. the other people whose team loses. Well, I feel I'm all warm and toasty now after talking to y'all today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff. God bless you. All righty. Bye bye. Bye. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. I think we got a little bit of time left in the program. You know, Paula, I'd, I'd forgotten about that that period of time where other pastors and their wives were c- coming, spending time with us. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't just to see if we were real. I mean, maybe that was a motive behind the scenes. But but they wanted to spend some time with us at the church. They, they didn't understand how we'd get people to support us in free schools and medical clinics and the other things that we do mm-hmm. and 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 the 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 fellowship here is always so sweet and the people so loving and they were they recognized that they were missing that in their church yeah. and so they just come and hang out with us and um you know it 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 was going all the way up really until the pandemic hit and and people spending some time mm-hmm. uh, but but that's the way as you indicated when your response to Jeff that's the way that um, a church is supposed to be. It's a family. Yeah. I remember the one couple that came, and um, you could tell he was really struggling. I think he had had some kind of a surgery, and he was they had hit a nerve or something. I remember he had to keep uh, giving himself, uh, like, cortisone shots or something. Anyway, uh, you could tell he was a little bit depressed, and his wife was struggling, was struggling because he was a little bit de- depressed. But that you give an altar call at every service. And he 
had not done that in a long time. And he had been a pastor for a long time, and his church was a big church. But it was just kind of growing stagnant. And you're saying, you, you t- I remember you told him, you got to give people an opportunity to get saved. You can't just preach at them and not know. And he said, well, I don't, I don't know, you know, kind of a thing. And did you give him an opportunity when yeah. he taught here to do the yeah, altar call? Uh, he, he did a retreat for us, and then he, he came and taught on Sunday, which is what we like to have him do. Mm-hmm. And so in talking about it, he says, so do you want to come up and do the altar call? I said, his name was John. I said, John, you do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with John. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And we were packed back then, all, all three services just packed. Mm-hmm. And, and in every service. Yeah. Bunches of people came forward, mm-hmm. and that literally changed his life yes, and did. his ministry. Yes. And God was preparing him. He didn't know it, but the church that he pastored for 40 years, he was God was preparing him to leave that church and go take a church that was a big church, but a church that was really in a lot of trouble. And he was going to move him there. Mm-hmm. And and John's been giving invitations ever since. Yeah. It was just a really really neat time. And so, yeah, just being available for those couples who need a little encouragement is a is a wonderful thing and and it changed his and his wife's life. Yeah, you know honestly Paul, I would hate to come to church if I didn't really love and like the people that were here. Oh, I know. And so, you know, we've got tons and tons of people here at Calvary Chapel and um they're really our life. Mm-hmm. And so um not to socialize with them that's just not going to happen. It's, it's inconceivable. Ron. Yeah, when you went to the men's retreat, I had the pastor's wives come over to the house for dinner. As soon as you left, <laughs> you left at three thirty. They came at five. Yeah, yeah four. He's gone. He's gone. We could, <laughs> let's have some fun. So they came about six, and uh, we had a little potluck and got to you know kind of talk about some things and yeah, it was really fun. And then they went home about a few minutes before ten and. We prayed for you while you were gone, you know, <laughs> Sam, too. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Hey, you've got about two minutes, Paula. What's on your heart? What okay. do you want to share? So, so if we are going to be revived, the course correction, you know, I loved when uh, the, the thing where, you know, we can go to church all the time because Bethel is called the house of God. But then Jacob named it El Bethel, the God of the house, because he had met you know, the God of the house. Instead of just coming to church, doing our thing, you know, because that's what Christians are supposed to do, come to church, even though sometimes we don't really pay attention or or we can mouth what you're saying, you know. We're not really taking it in. But to now have that personal relationship because of the revival that takes place with the God of the house, you know. We can know all about him, but do we really know him? And that power that lives in us, that, you know, the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. If I know that power, that God of the house. It it really is a tragedy that so many people go to the house of God week after week after week without ever acknowledging the God of the house. And, and of course, that's being in obedience, submission 
and and committed mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ yeah. as Lord and Savior. You yeah. know, I said last night that personal revival requires change. You can't just kind of go through the motions. you got to change. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Stay warm, stay safe on the streets. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630. The Word and Hindle. Thank you for your note. She always sends something in when you sing. She did. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.